Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. theme song ever. Anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Geeks Against the Grain. Uh, today's episode is Box Office Wars, Avengers Endgame versus Avatar. Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. With summer right around the corner, the time is now to look and feel fresh, especially below the waist. Think about all the upcoming pool parties, beach days, road trips, and backyard barbecues. And to ensure that you are ready to capitalize when the right situation presents itself, visit Manscaped.com. Manscaped.com takes the risk out of manscaping thanks to precision-engineered tools, which are optimized for male grooming and hygiene. As seen on Shark Tank, visit Manscaped.com to find out why they are number one in men's below-the-waist grooming. You'll want to keep an eye out for the Perfect Package 2.0 kit that includes the lawnmower 2.0, an electric trimmer worthy of getting up close and personal below the waistline, which features skin-safe technology to ensure a nick-free manscaping experience. Get 20% off free shipping and free travel bag with promo code GEEKVIBES20 at manscaped.com. Again, the promo code is GEEKVIBES20 at manscaped.com. We want to thank Manscaped for sponsoring us, and without further ado, let's start our show. Uh, Let me introduce our panel. I don't even know if I introduced myself, but let's introduce the panel Starting off with um, AJ. What's going on, AJ? I'm doing good. I worked for seven hours. I'm catching up on my One Piece manga, and I'm ready to talk about Avatar and Endgame. Absolutely. Love the dedication, man. Love it. Um, Tia, what's going on, Tia? Uh, Juwan, I am very happy to be here with the third podcast of the day. And I'm going to echo uh, Nick's uh, comments in Geek Five Live that you did that intro perfectly. So all of that practice that you did in front of the mirror today really is paying off. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. And, yes, Tia, we are on a three-podcast streak. Top ten, Geek Vibes Live, and now to finish the night out with uh, Geeks Against the Grain. Um, this is fun. I had fun doing the two shows so far. We're entering the third. Um, but yeah, a lot of practice to get that, that, uh, that drop down. Uh, that, that's a lot of talking. And then I have to do more talking. So, (laughs) all right. Um, (laughs) Kyle, what's going on? Doing really good. Yeah. I've been looking forward to this conversation ever since we, we came up with the idea of it. And, yeah, I'm excited to hear what everyone has to say about it. 
Yeah, and huge shout out to you. You gave us our topic for for this week's episode, and everyone loved it. Everyone jumped on it. Uh, it's a great topic. I'm excited. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a fun one. So let me introduce Dom, and then we can get right down to business. What's going on, Dom? What's up, man? Glad to be here to hopefully um, stomp on uh, Avatar a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's all I can ask for, man. That's all I could ask for. Um, but shout out to you, Dom, for bringing the energy. I told you last week you were you were channeling your energy well. Um, I'm glad you came back this week with the uh, with the fire. I love it. Um, but all right, let's get right into it. So what the way we're gonna do this is a few of us have decided to take the corner of Avatar. I unfortunately am one of them, and the other corner decided to take the side of Avengers Endgame. What we are going to discuss is who we think will, when the dust clears, be number one, and give our thoughts on how we think uh, the movie fares uh, in comparison to the other. Uh, We could also talk its cultural significance, um, and just anything that goes into our defense of our particular uh, fighter in tonight's big fight. All right, so we're going to start with the side of Avatar, which I think is me, AJ, and Pal. Am, am I am I correct? Yes. Yep, you're right. All right, perfect. So, Pal, I'm actually going to start with you. Um, tell us why you think Avatar will remain number one when all is said and done. Yeah, well, just so that way you guys can each um, give your own um, reason and why and why you think that Avatar should be number one. I'll, I'll just start off with one. And I think when you would ask other people this question, I think the biggest reason they would probably say is the fact that it was just such a technological advancement in the world of cinema at the time. Um, James Cameron really outdid it when it came to the technological aspect of the movie. He created a 3D technology that has never been seen before or never been used at that time when the movie was released, which I I believe was in 2009. Um, So it was definitely – just, it was just like a, a trend-setting sort of aspect of it, like the fact that um, this is a type of, of – the, the way that he just created this technology uh, was definitely going to set the tone for movies coming out after that. And to be honest, I actually haven't seen another movie that took advantage of that kind of technology, you know. And um, even though I, I don't think I've watched in theaters, I have, have, I have heard – from family members and friends who have seen it in theaters. In fact, my mother-in-law, j- just today, we were eating dinner with her, and she told me that she watched Avatar in theaters, paid for a ticket, and watched Avatar in theater three separate times, which is pretty, you know, it was, it was pretty uh, fascinating to hear that from her, and I asked her why, and she said it was just, you know, unlike anything she has ever seen before in theaters, and it was the only movie that she would ever be willing to watch over and over again, and I think that would be a big aspect of it, and I think when you ask other people who have seen Avatar in theaters, they would probably agree with that, too. Yeah, I, I, I'll piggyback off of what you're saying. It not only enhanced 3D, but also killed it um, in a sense of a lot of people realize they um, once once Avatar came out, um, I, I said this earlier on Geek Vibes Live, the biggest thing to Avatar, and this is going to sound somewhat of, of a knock, but um, bear with me. Um, the biggest thing Avatar had going for it was that it was able to do something with 3D, as you said, uh, pal, that no one else was, was able to, to do at the time. 
Um, and after it, no one else was able to duplicate. Uh, we saw Spider-Man was 3D. We saw um, that Nicolas Cage Amber Heard movie was 3D. Literally almost every animation movie at the time seemed to be 3D. Um, so a lot of movies were 3D and were trying to capture that same feel. Um, we just couldn't. Um, excuse me. I, I think Avatar also would have done um, huge, huge, huge numbers if it expanded itself into a 4D release. Um, we all know how much Kanan loves his 4D. Um, I think Avatar would have just cracked the, the bank uh, even more so than it, than it has already if it had done that. Um, but yeah, it was able to, everyone that I spoke to that left that movie left it saying it was visually beautiful. Um, they didn't necessarily get into how good the movie was or how good the acting was or anything like that. It was just visually stunned. Um, and yeah, James Cameron single-handedly uh, brought 3D to its peak and then completely just destroyed it because no one could duplicate that. Um, and I still, to this day, have no idea why 3D exists. It literally does nothing. Um, so, you know, it, it was just great to see cinema take a, a, a new leap. Um, and that new leap was, was 3D. Um, but AJ, excuse me, um, what are your thoughts on, on Avatar and, and why you think, and one of the reasons why you think it will still remain number one after all the dust settles? Okay, um, first I want to say I agree with both of you guys when I said, like, when y'all talked about the 3, 3D elements and the technical advancements. But I also want to point out um, Doctor Strange was pretty close to what Avatar brought to the table back in, what, 2008. So I'll, I'll give some respect to Doctor Strange as well. But um, I'm at, I have, like, a little disagreement on... The only reason why people only um, watch Avatar was because of the technical advancements and uh, the it just um, visually it was stunning. Um, I think that's true for like in our film community and nerd community. I guess that that's all true and all, but for like the general public, um, for the general public, I think they actually generally thought that. Avatar was a really good enjoy, um, really good popcorn flick. So that's why that element as well brought everybody back to the theater to watch that type of movie over and over again to hit that two billion mark. So that's why I think it should still stay as the number one box office. Yeah, I'll say this. <laughs> You saying that is making it very difficult for me, AJ, to remain on the side of Avatar, but I'm going to remain on, on, on the side of it. Um, we're going to switch gears over to Team Avengers, um, and I'll start with you, Dom. Um, what is one of the reasons why you think Avengers Endgame can topple uh, Avatar for the number one spot? So, I believe it will topple just for the simple fact of a fan base and a fan base that not only is loyal fans from whether they read comics or or watched animated flicks beforehand and, and grew up with it or ones that were earned 
through the years leading up to the movie. Uh, and I know that, you know, that's, that's part of an argument that can be had is that there was a following, but at the same time, uh, some people that follow a series for some amount of time get burnt out on that series, but the fact that this one was able to gain more traction on top of high ticket prices and still, you know, in a, it's, it, you know, in arguably shorter amount of time was able to get that close to that goal and also, you know, put out a solid movie that is clear that <laughs> it's uh, worthy of being up there. Uh, it's hard, hard to beat. So I'll ask you this before I pass it to Tia. Why do you think it hasn't beaten Avatar yet? So I think it hasn't beaten because it's with today's technology, people that they, they don't want to go to the movies are going to find some way to stream it, whether it's a, um, a fire stick that's been jailbroken or they find it somewhere on the torrent site. Um, there's a lot of people that they'll stream it and they'll, or they'll stream it with their friends or whatnot, so they are not going to gain a ticket sale from those people to where when 2009, that was not as much of a case. It was still able, people were still able to stream, but not on uh, the rate that we are today. Fair enough, fair enough. I will say <clears throat> pirating movies has always been very, very, very... Um, uh, let me see, mainstream. Um, but yeah. I think it's more accessible now. I think back in yeah. when, when Avatar came out, people were still trying to sell you CDs. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you look at it now and it's kind of like, dude, I can just go on this website right now and like just watch it, you know, for free. Um, I probably get some viruses, but <laughs> I can watch it free. Um, so yeah, I, I could definitely un- understand that. I was just curious on your, your take for that. Um, Tia, what is one of your reasonings to why you think Avengers Endgame will topple Avatar in the box office? Um, so you know what it is that, first of all, I can't believe that Avatar made as much as it did. And I'm not trying to go on this whole thing of like bashing Avatar because it does nothing to bash it, but I remember walking away from the movie just thinking it was no big deal other than, yes, the visuals, but the story. And to me, you have to think about the story. Uh, Avengers Endgame is the result of, what, 22 movies, this whole entire storyline that we've seen for the past 10 years. Fans have been invested in it. They've gone to every single movie. They've seen what's going on. They wait for the next one. And so then you finally have this movie, Endgame. That is just everything that we have been leading up towards. So the story means more. I mean, we saw what happened with Steve Rogers. We saw what happened with Tony Stark. Everyone, I mean, it was just such a fantastic payoff. And the story was absolutely amazing as opposed to Avatar, that really was essentially a Romeo and Juliet um, just with blue people. And I'm not knocking the visual that the visuals that it accomplished doing what it did, but as far as storyline, I don't think that it should be where it 
where it is pretty much because it's not it's not that great. And we were talking about this earlier. I can see where Titanic could have, um, like James Cameron's Titanic has such a huge standing because that was an amazing story. But Avatar just it's something that we have seen time and time again. Whereas with Endgame, this is this was the finale of the quote unquote Infinity Saga. So just to think that you know, and it's not one of those things like yes, it's kind of petty. Like Endgame should topple Avatar. I think it should just have that spot because it is uh, story wise the better movie, and the visuals are freaking amazing, which. Uh, you can say that goes back to Avatar and what it has laid the groundwork for. But as far as story, Endgame should be at that top because it's an accomplishment. It's an accomplishment with the plot, with the characters, with the dialogue, whereas Avatar was really just an accomplishment with the visuals and the fact that it popularized 3D movies for a time because I don't think that 3D movies are really as popular as they once were. I have two, two, two remarks to what you said. One, Titanic is um, a story of betrayal. Uh, he could have fit on that. On that, uh, what was it? The, it's the door or something? He could have fit on that. He could have fit on that. She was selfish. She was very selfish. Um, and, and, and that movie is disgusting. For her not finding a way to 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 bring him up on there, um, but to your point, so yeah, let me. So. <laughs> I try. I usually try to. Um, let me ask you this, Tia, before I pass it back to Team Avatar. My question to you is, uh, with Avengers um, spending over almost twelve years or over ten years, we'll, we'll say that, um, and <clears throat> excuse me over 20 plus movies does it say more to avatar that without a fan base it was able to achieve what it did and does it say less about the possible fatigue that uh superhero movies have as to why it has not toppled uh avatar um I mean, the reason why I think avatar did so well at the time was it was very hyped up that obviously James James Cameron's baby that he had wanted to work on for, I think at that point he had said he had wanted to bring out Avatar for the past 10 years, but he just couldn't because the technology wasn't there. So that Mm -hmm. obviously hyped people up with James Cameron having formally done Titanic and that being as successful as it was. So I think that certainly um, garnered the success, um, the 3D experience. They had that in their pocket. They had the 3D experience in their pocket, and people want to go see that, want to experience it. Um, you know, I'm not sure if we're going to hit a fatigue with superhero movies soon. I'm sure it will happen. I think it was a former show where we mentioned, you know, we got tired of Westerns after a while and all that and all that. Um, but right now it seems like there's just too much on the board and the people who are behind superhero movies are just making them better than a lot of movies that are out there. So as far as fatigue goes, I'm sure it will happen. I just don't think it's going to happen just yet. Is there fatigue with end? Oh, sorry. Um, 
I was going to say really quick, is there fatigue with Endgame? Um, you know, yes, maybe. Uh, we talked about this earlier that are, is it really going to make the $40, 000, $40 million sorry, that it needs to make in order to defeat Avatar? I'm not sure if that many people are going to actually go to the theater to go see it. If anything, you're going to have really petty people who are just going to buy the tickets just to put the money in there and just actually not go. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, <clears throat> AJ, were you about to make a point before I respond to, to Tia? Yeah, um, the difference between um, Westerns going out of style and superheroes is that Westerns has, like, one type of many genre and genres and as a whole. Superheroes, superhero movies have multiple genres throughout the board. Like, you can do horror, you can do sci-fi fantasy, you can do comedy, you can do anything. So just because of that fact, I don't think superhero as, a like, a genre itself will go out of style or any fatigue will go through it. I guess, like, the main superheroes and all that, like Batman, Superman, they might go out of style at one point, but, like, if they do, like, more obscure obscure characters and comic book storylines, I feel like that's still going to – that's going to last uh, multiple lifetime, lifetime, I think, at least. Uh, I I don't necessarily disagree with you. I I, I said uh, before to Nick that I don't think superhero movies will will gain fatigue only because of like you said um, you're able to do so many different things. Like all superhero movies don't feel the same. Every western felt the same. Like you, sure you had ones that were good, ones that were just like really bad, but. Ultimately, they were just all the same. It just they're in the saloon or salon, whatever they call it. Um, you have one guy that rides in town on a horse uh, to pick a fight. One guy just walks out of the you know the bar or whatever, and then they have like a door. Like it's just all of them felt like they were the same exact thing. I can't say all superhero movies feel the same, but I am biased <laughs> because I love them. So, um, but to to your point, to you. I think what you were saying about James Cameron, I don't think mainstream knew that this was, uh, this could have possibly have been a movie 10 years prior to when it came out. Um, I think diehard James Cameron fans did, but I don't think people that loved Titanic were necessarily diehard Cameron fans that would have stayed through, uh, you know, following his movements in the lead-up to Avatar. I think Avatar uh, was just a word of mouth. People just telling people either A, it was a good movie, or B, it was visually beautiful, or C, both. Um, It was a good movie that happened to be visually beautiful. Um, And I think that carried it. And again, it it heightened 3D. I remember right maybe about a year, maybe a little less, but, but about a year after Avatar was when they made 3D television. Uh, you could watch ESPN in 3D. You could watch your, your basketball games in 3D. Um, so it just it sparked a revolution of, of just a lot. Um, so I think we definitely have to give him credit for that. But I do also think it, it does – it is – I am curious as to why a movie that spent, again, 11 years uh, to build itself has not achieved uh, something – um, that was just a plain release. Like Avatar didn't have a, 
a buildup. Didn't have movies before it. It didn't have. I honestly don't even think outside of maybe three had great actors. Um, in game had like think of who you think is the best actors in the game. It literally had all of them. Like anyone you could think of. Tia, I'm sorry, not not Pablo or or, or uh, Spurenthal, but everybody else. It had everybody <laughs> else in it. Um, you know, everyone who's who's someone's pretty much in that movie. So it's like you were dealing with a lot more that should have helped you. And, and I think some people just didn't feel the need to go. I also don't think it helped that the movie was three hours. <laughs> I don't think that helped. Um, because a movie that's about, what, two hours, 20 minutes, two hours, 30, 30 minutes, you can get what I want to see it Thursday and Friday, uh, or maybe Thursday and uh, Saturday or Sunday. I don't think, and I told you, well, I was curious on, excuse me, on how it would affect the box office on replay uh, ability. Like how many, how many times can you go see a three hour movie in theaters? Um, I know if you have the DVD, you can watch it however many times you want because you could fast forward to the really good scenes or whatever. But how, how many times can you pay $15 to go see a three hour movie? Um, Avatar was, was pretty long itself. Um, it definitely wasn't three hours, but it probably wasn't that far off. Um, but yeah, it, it just it raises the question because you would think a movie that again had built up so much um, would have easily, easily blown past Avatar. So that that is a question that I have, uh, Tia. You don't have to answer because you know you you don't know. Um, but it is just one thing that that um that just piqued my curiosity. But pal, I'm gonna hey, pass it back to you. Can I make you. a comment? Oh yeah, yeah go, go ahead. ahead. Well, I I think it's something that we should all remember was that this movie came out in 2009. And I was just curious myself, and I looked it up real quick on Google, and I was curious about how much movie ticket prices were like in 2009. It was, you know, 10 years ago, so it's been a long time, and I bet a lot of us probably didn't care or don't even remember how much it was because we were all younger, didn't, maybe our parents still pay for our tickets, I don't know. But, like, um, our the movie ticket prices in 2009, the average was around $7 and 50 cents. So it's not like that anymore. <laughs> let me, let's just say. Um, so I think the fact that um, Avatar came out at an interesting time when I think ticket prices started to skyrocket because, you know, people started watching these movies in IMAX and these higher resolution screens just because they wanted to get the full experience out of it instead of just like a normal um, uh, normal auditorium. I think the reason why um, Avatar remained financially successful um, for so long is because I think the fact that it came out when ticket prices were – people were, were still okay with paying that price to go watch a movie – Streaming services weren't as popular as they were today, and you know people were still going out to the movie theaters on a regular basis. Uh, today, people rarely go as often as um, you know someone like me would go. You know they would rather stay at home and watch a Netflix movie or something like that. So I think Avatar had that to its advantage compared to Endgame, where um, people didn't really have the option to stay at home and watch a movie. Um, Redbox was probably just starting up and was just gaining popularity. Uh, again, like I, I really can't say for sure but um i you know i think that's just something to, to think about and keep in the back in the back of our minds is that you know in 2009 things were obviously much more different in the entertainment industry and um 
I think the fact that not only were tickets prices were low enough where people would wouldn't mind watching the movie over again and again, I think the fact that they that loyalty um, was there where people wanted to watch the movie or this movie over and over again kind of helped it with um, the financial success of the movie, if that makes sense. Like, I, I don't know if you guys have ever thought about that aspect of it, but it was something that I wanted to bring up. Yeah, no, it, it's a very good point. It's a very, very, very good point. Because um, I know now to do IMAX is about between $15, $16. Um, tickets are so expensive. I just said, you know, forget it. I'll do, I'll do the, A-li- the A-list. Um, and just pay monthly and get my three movies a week um, rather than each time paying $15. I wanted to see a movie more than once. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. It definitely does. And I, I'd say I feel as though, because see, I, I don't, I see people complain about it, but then I see when event films come out, like an Avengers Endgame, People don't mind paying the money to go see it because they want to be a part of the hype. Um, I just mm-hmm. think the hype happened to be – I because, again, I think Avatar, what it had going for it was a word of mouth. It was a spectacle. It was something that was never really done to that degree before. We had seen Avengers, maybe not to this scope, maybe not to where it's like 8 billion Avengers on the screen at once, but we had seen Avengers movies before. Like, the movie didn't do anything that we hadn't seen before. Um, it did a lot of things that we've seen before better. Um, but nothing of that movie is something that you can go, whoa, hold on. We've never seen heroes all line up, you know, with each other. Um, so, like, it just didn't do anything that necessarily pushed a cinema needle, um, you know, tremendously forward. Remember, Cameron brought 3D out of it's it's mediocrity. And then he did such a great job with it, he put it in an early grave because people couldn't duplicate what he did. Um, that speaks volumes. But again, I compare Avatar, even though it didn't necessarily have that much of a struggle in the box office to begin with, but I compare it to Star Wars. When Star Wars first came out, the original, the, the original movie, um, word of mouth is what made that a hit. Like, people went and saw it and was like, yo, like, this movie was dope. Like, you you should probably go see it. Word of mouth is what grew that movie. Uh, Movies like um, uh, the Tom Cruise, uh, Emily Blunt movie, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. That That movie made no money in the theaters, but made all of its money back on DVD sales. Why? Because a lot of people that saw it in theaters were like, yo, you didn't see it? When it comes out on DVD, you, know, you, sh- you should rent it or buy it or whatever. Like, it's a really good movie. It made up a lot of money that way. So word of mouth is huge. But it's really difficult when you're telling someone, hey, pay $15 for a three-hour movie that you may or may not be uh, heavily invested in. Like, right. you know, I-, I could see someone who maybe doesn't watch superhero movies or hasn't followed the journey. That is like, I don't know if, A, I want to pay $15. And even if I did, I don't know if I want to sit through three hours of, of a movie I don't really care about. At least for Avatar, it, it's, it's, it's its own thing. It's not a superhero movie. It's not anything like that. You don't have to see a movie prior to, to fully get it. Ooh, excuse me. And it's something that, again, is visually stunning. People want to be a part of that. Let me go see what all this hype is about. Let me see it. Um... So, I mean, just a lot worked in the favor of Avatar 
And again, like I'm saying all this for a movie I personally did not like, and it's killing me that I have to say this against <laughs> Endgame. Um, but I mean, you just you just have to be honest here, and it's like what he was able to do with uh, with this movie is astounding. Good I mean, because yeah, go ahead. Uh, we're we're all talking about the the um, James James Cameron doing a great job technically. But I understand that's all. Um, most of the money was because of word of mouth. But what I don't understand is why did people keep going and going after like after a point? Um, they are everybody's already seen the movie, but for them to keep going and going back and going back, I understand that our our community was always likes to go back and watch the movies um, just to critique every little thing and try to find every possible thing that's negative or positive about us, about the movie itself. But for, like, general, the general public, what made them come back, right, um, other than, like, that tentacle aspect of um, Avatar? That's what I'm not understanding right now. Like, I'm a little yeah. confused with that. I mean, yeah, I mean, but it's, I'm I'm trying to say, anyway, I'm trying to see, um, it, it's, that's a very difficult question to answer. Um, I don't think there's I mean, a, I think, uh, go ahead. I think we're, we may be like kind of un- underestimating the general crowd. I, I think that those, it, it, maybe the reason why it was so popular and why it's been at the top of the box office for so long is because I, I just think it's, you know, the same way when Titanic came out, Jurassic Park. Like, I mean, people, you know, 20 years from now, uh, you know, it's been 10 years since it came out, you know, an additional 20 years from now. I think that people will look back at it as, you know, a, a cinematic masterpiece, a, a classic. And so I think that's the reason why maybe people just went back and rewatched it over and over again. I think just the story behind it. Um, yeah, it was visually stunning. And the world building aspect of it is just magnificent. I mean, the mind of James Cameron is, there's a reason why he's considered us one of the greatest directors of our time. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I, I really do think that I, people just generally love the movie. There was action, there was a bit of romance. Um, and, and then like, you know, I think the, uh, the, the um, problem in the movie, like, you know, they, there's, a deeper uh a, a deeper um theme of the movie you know there's talks about um there, there's kind of like an environmental tone to it um there's also um you, you know we're, we're we're talking about these aliens that are you know they kind of you would think of them as like our native american population from many years ago here in america right so like you know there's like the aspect of you know, kind of pushing out this group of people in a place that uh, that they called their homes for so long, and I, I think I think that aspect of it really might have interested people. Uh, it's kind of hard to say exactly the reason why people went and rewatched this movie over and over again, but I think it's the rewatchability of it is definitely there. Like I don't know if you guys own cable, but um, on FX, I remember them playing Avatar pretty consistently. Um, every now and then, yeah. and it's just one of those movies that people just, you know, they would love to watch over and over again. And yeah, it's you know, for me, it's not a long as long as um, Avengers Endgame, but it's definitely a you know a longest movie. It's, I think it's a little over two hours and forty minutes, or excuse me, one hour and forty minutes. 
And so um, for me, it's a hard, it's hard to watch just because, like, I really don't get into the movie until, like, certain aspects, like, like right in the middle of the movie, right? Like, it, it's kind of slow at first. And that's why I'm not so, not so keen to rewatch it over and over again. But I, I don't know. I guess other people, they like it. So I, I guess uh, I'm trying to maybe help answer your question as to why maybe it's, you know, people end up rewatching it over and over again in theaters. I think it's more than just the technical aspect of it. I really think it's just, you know, the general public, they like a good movie. And if it's something that is as um, impactful like a movie like Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Jaws, like all these, like, classics that we look at as you know um it, it's just they're a staple in uh in, in in cinema history because of the impact that they had on the general public I, I think that's the reason why i'll say we will have a true test um because unless james cameron has a trick up his sleeve um this new avatar movie he's making 3d isn't isn't nearly what it used, uh, what it was when when the first Avatar came out, and I don't really think right. there's anything new he could do with 3D, um, you know, that he didn't do before, um, and 3D just doesn't have that big of an impact on people as it used to. So yep. if this new Avatar comes out and it's nowhere near, um, I'm not gonna say nowhere near what the first Avatar did because that that's setting a bar way too high. If it's nowhere near mm-hmm. whatever four, whatever is in the third or fourth spot, it's telling. And if another yeah. Avengers movie comes out and it's closer to three or two, that's telling. Um, but I, I do think it's fair because a lot of people say, well, it's not fair to, to put the second movie to high standards. The only reason why I say I think it is is because I, again, did not think that was a good movie. So if you're telling me you did think it, the, the first one was a good movie, I would then question you on saying, well, why wouldn't the second one be a good movie? If a good movie is a good movie, the second one should make money because it's a good movie, right? That's what you're telling me the first one did. Um, so I do put it to, let's see if it could reach whatever's in the fourth spot or the third spot. I won't say number two or number one, um, because a lot of people might have forgotten the first Avatar by the time the second mm-hmm. one comes out. Because I'm sure by the time the second one comes out, a lot of us will be in our mid to late 30s, early 40s, maybe even 50s, you know, because Cameron likes to take 30 years to, to make movies. Um, but I think that'll be a very strong test. Um, because if the second one doesn't do that well, it then kind of does speak to the fact that maybe it was the visual that helped Avatar achieve what it, uh, what it did. And if this movie comes out and doesn't have a 3D or 4D or anything like that, and it's just the movie in itself, it'll tell us everything we need to know about what went into that first one being as successful as it is. Um, I Can I ask a question? Yeah, go ahead. Well, it's just a quick one. Is it true that um, James Cameron, the reason why the dates have been pushed back for so long is because he is trying to attempt that creating another, you know, technological advancement where, like, we won't need 3D glasses and still experience that 3D feel when watching this movie? Is that true, or was it a rumor, or uh, what do you guys know about that? I'll I'll say this. I'll say this. James Cameron, I'm someone who does not like things coming at me at all. (laughs) If you give me a movie 
that I got blue things in my face and I don't need glasses oh, for it to be in my face, I will lose my mind. I will, I will, I will run say, out of that theater. Go ahead. <laughs> I will say that if they come out with the second one and it's in 3D, I might be hesitant to go see it because I hated the 3D movement once Avatar came out. I don't know if it's because Same. I wear con- I don't know if it's because I wear contacts or something, but I had the biggest headache. I got nauseous at some point. Started feeling like hot flashes and everything. It was so maybe that's my gripe with Avatar is that it literally just made me like feel like so terrible and it was just too much on me. So I have to say that if James Cameron comes out with his second one and it's still um, freaking, uh, you know, a 3D, then I, I might have to, like, wait or something for it to come out or something like that. Or if they have a 2D option, just see it in the 2D option because I can't handle another Avatar in 3D. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, to me, if people, like I said, if people uh, swear by by the first movie, I would tell you you shouldn't have to see it uh, in, in 3D. Like, if, <clears throat> excuse me, if a director comes out and tells you like we shot this movie in IMAX, go see it in IMAX, and you don't want to and you don't want to pay the money for IMAX, you should be able to see it in regular format and enjoy it the same because a good movie is a good movie. Um, so that's that's my biggest thing. There shouldn't there shouldn't have to be a gimmick um, for this movie to you know to sell tickets. Just be a good movie. Like just be a good movie, and the rest will do you know will do what it needs to do. Um, but I want to go back to Team Avengers. I, I have a question. I'll start with you, Dom. Um, if Avengers Endgame cannot beat out Avatar, not a solo movie, because I don't think a solo movie could ever do it, what Avengers seems like a team-up movie? Um, and remember, they got the rights to the Fox characters back now. What team up uh, Avengers film do you think could not only beat it, but possibly even set a new record for box office sales? Uh, see, I think with Avengers, the franchise in general kind of has um, its adversity as far as uh, compared to like Avatar. You have a, a you know a plethora of superhero type movies, whether it's, you know, Sony and Fox dropping Marvel movies or you have DC dropping their movies and the Hellboys and whatnot. So there's a lot of other movies for people to choose from. And then you also have like the the fanboys who are, I'm not going to watch that movie just because it's a Marvel movie. Um, so I think that in itself uh, shows that the numbers are could could easily be better if people weren't so stubborn, but um, no, I think what you they would have to do is take, you know, since the Avengers is such a popular franchise now, you have to take arguably the, you know, the bigger or uh, franchise, which would be, uh, or fan base, which would be X-Men, and do some kind of team up. Uh, I know that people have been very disappointed in what Fox has done with them, and I can't say that, you know, they're not wrong, because not all the X-Men movies have been that great. Uh, especially, you know, the origin movie they did. But uh, if they can find a way to somehow um, bring them back to form to what, you know, 
what we've seen on screen is in the 90s cartoons and even I think um, Team Nick had one that was like X-Men and the in the uh, Wolverine and the X-Men or something like that, there was actually a pretty yeah. decent, you know, post-apocalyptic uh, uh, animation that if they can bring them back to some kind of form to where people recognize them, I think that was their biggest flaw was making the X-Men look like they work for, you know, MI7 instead of the X-Men. They were, you know, wearing all leather and you can recognize and you didn't know who was who because, Everybody was in these black uniforms, like they're about to go do an assassination. If you bring them back to what they look like, they can change what they want to to make it look more modern, but at least give them the uniforms that we want to see that people recognize. Because if you go back and watch a, uh, you know, the original X movie that came out, and you take a kid now and say, "Hey, that's Wolverine," they're gonna look at you and like, "No, it's not. Where's it? Where's the blue and the?" the yellow or where's the the black and the gray? I don't know. Where's the mask? I don't understand what this is. And I think that's where they initially lost me. I, I, I watched it just because it was X-Men, but I was like, I don't know what you guys are doing. So, yeah, Avengers, X-Men, they've ruined Fantastic Four. I, I, I'd want to see it, but I don't, I don't know if they can come back from what they had previously done. Um, I know the MCU is going to, flip and start everything over. Uh, but I feel like if you drop an X-Men movie, or if they drop an the X-Men movie and they drop a the Fantastic Four movie, they're definitely going to get more people towards the X-Men side, um, especially with, like, a lot of um, this, the shows that are on TV are X-Men-oriented, and they're building a fan base. So, yeah, Avengers, X-Men could possibly shoot it to the moon. I will say, um, if I had to pick two movies I think could beat Avatar, it would be X-Men versus the Avengers, uh, mainly because you'll have spent time building up the X-Men, and then you could wait for X-Men versus the Avengers to bring back Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. Um, That, I think, would do it, or if you get a Earth's Mightiest Heroes kind of Avengers movie, um, which Earth's Mightiest Heroes was just a, uh, like Marvel's version of Justice League Unlimited, but you get something mm-hmm. like Earth's Mightiest Heroes where Fantastic Four, X-Men, Defenders, and the yeah. Avengers team up to face Galactus, if that can't beat Avatar, there's no Marvel uh, property that, that, that can't. <laughs> um, so those two, and I'll say this, if DC is smart and reboots that universe and starts the universe over with um, Robert Pattinson's Batman and Supergirl and Jaime um, and you build that up, I think a well-done Justice League movie done by someone like a J.J. Abrams, uh, a well-done Justice League movie with Darkseid as the villain, like don't lead up to it, don't build up to it, just give us the villain. Um, I think that, or if you could build a successful DC universe, you could do um, what's in the comics now with uh, Doomsday Clock, um, Watchmen uh, versus, versus the Justice League. I think if you could get something like that, that could do it. Both these franchises have the proper pieces to make a box office just avalanche. 
Um, but it's all it's all in the ability on how you pull it off. And it also depends on again, I do think there was a bit of fatigue um going into endgame. Again, whether it was it being three hours or some people just not having as much excitement about it as others. Um it made a crap load of money. So people saw it, but just seemed like there was more people that saw Avatar. Um so Tia, before I, I bring the, it back uh, over to go ahead. Oh, I think part of the problem is that Captain Marvel was too close to Endgame. I think that was a mistake. I get that they wanted to incorporate that character, um, but they, if they were going to do it, they should have put that movie out in, like, February or, or January, December or something to kind of space it out. It, it felt like it was one week and Captain Marvel came out, and the next week it was Endgame, and I think that's part of the problem. And, you know, if you really didn't like Captain Marvel – and so, especially if you're kind of newer to the whole timeline, you might be like, uh, this one wasn't that great. I don't want to see Endgame, you know. Well, I will tell you, if you didn't like Captain Marvel, you should 100% see Endgame because she was in it for like three seconds. Um, so you barely get <laughs> Captain Marvel. Exactly. <laughs> um, so it, it, that shouldn't have affected you at all. She was in it for like a hot second. Um, but I, no, it should have helped. That should have helped. Because it's a continuation, in a sense. If you stayed for the end credit scene, it leads right into the beginning of, of Avengers Endgame, even though they don't actually visit the fact that that happened. Um, right. It should have helped it. It should not have hurt it at all. That, that should help you. Um, like if uh, a solo Justice League, a, a solo DC uh, movie came out before a Justice League movie. That should only help both movies. Um, if it hurts one of them, then you're doing something completely wrong. Um, but Tia, I, w- I want to ask you, same question I just asked Dom, uh, what Marvel project or what Marvel Avengers movie um, do you think could dethrone Avatar if Endgame can? Um, I think that the first maybe team up between Avengers and X-Men might be able to do it, or at least garner a lot of revenue within the first uh, the first weekend that it premieres. That would be huge because this is what people have been waiting for. I mean, I remember when the MCU first started and, you know, you thought about, well, what about uh, Captain America and Wolverine? And then you remembered, oh, wait, they can't do it because of legal, yada, yada, yada. Um, so now that Disney has those properties back, people are just waiting to see that team up again. So I think that that will certainly do really well in the box office, but I don't know if if Endgame can't do it, I'm not sure what movie is really going to be able to do it. Because yes, as I just said, Avengers and X-Men in the first, uh, you know, their first time, like, all teaming up together or something is going to just break in so much cash. It's going to be disgusting how much cash they rake in, but is it going to dethrone Avatar if Endgame doesn't? I don't know, because unless they really do wait, like, the five or six years that Kevin Feige is making it sound like he's going to wait, and he just kind of sprinkles in the X-Men here and there, and then we have a team-up, because at that point, you need to have time to get used to the new Avengers, because 
say Iron Man doesn't come back and Captain America doesn't come back and Thor doesn't come back um, and Hulk and Hawkeye and this and that, I mean, we need time to get used to a new um, order pretty much of Avengers because at this point, yes, you have Doctor Strange, you have Black Panther, um, presumably Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, but I don't think that that team-up is enough to gain the hype that the original team-up has had. Um, and obviously we saw what they were able to bring to the screen in Endgame. So you need time to develop that. You need time to develop new X-Men. Even though I know that everyone knows who the X-Men is, but we, especially people do like the new um, X-Men, even though some of the movies have not been very good at all. People like Michael Fassbender as Magneto, people like um, James McAvoy as Professor S. So you're going to then now redo them. You're going to bring in a new Wolverine, and all people have known is, are Hugh Jack- is Hugh Jackman. Um, so you just need time. So we're, we're going to see it, if this movie is to dethrone Avatar, it's not going to happen for another, like, five or six years at least. Yeah, uh, you'll definitely have to build up to it. Um, I mean, but it is possible. I don't think anyone saw Avatar coming um, in doing what it did. I don't think that was something obvious heading into the movie. It was a shock heading out of the movie um, to see what it, it what it did in its worldwide box office. So I do think a solo X-Men movie could do it. Um, I do think an X-Men versus the Avengers could do it. Um, I do also think if you don't bring back Downey, which would be insane, or Chris Evans, but you do bring back Hemsworth, Hulk, Hawkeye, um, War Machine, maybe Guardians, um, you could still garnish a huge box office weekend. And if you can't, then we got to start talking about that 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 F word again, that fatigue word. Um, because you can't tell me the only way you could sell an Avengers movie is by having... Stark and Cat, um, you know, because we would hope Marvel movies would last for another 10, 15 years, and there was just no way Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, or all these guys that started it 10 years ago were going to still be a part of it uh, today. So it was one of those things where it's like everyone should have known at some point these characters were going to step away. Um, that's why I do value uh, recasting. I think recasting is something uh, that, that should happen. Or you you have seeds. You plant seeds. Um, like, I, I thought it was a huge mistake they didn't plant any seeds for um, the kid from Iron Man 3 to maybe uh, be the successor. Because um, to me, I prefer Spider-Man to just be Spider-Man. Don't, don't have to try to be the new Iron Man. Just be the best Spider-Man. Um, but I do think we need an Iron Man. Um, but Time will tell. I could be completely wrong. Time will tell. Um, but back to do Team think, Avatar. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, do you think that, because I've, I've noticed that both uh, both movies, the majority of um, the growth is from uh, overseas, right? Is mm-hmm. it possible that with Avengers poster, movie poster having... Captain America in the forefront with like an American flag outfit be possible why certain people from some countries don't see it and or other countries won't allow the movie to be shown because it's America on top 
and Avatar is more of a universal story? I want to say no, uh, because they, I think they get um, it's just marketing. Like, there's been plenty of posters where Stark was up top. Um, we know almost every version of Infinity War, Iron Man was front and center. So you would hope that that wouldn't be an issue. Um, maybe it is to some degree, but I think if, if it was that big of an issue, they would have asked Disney to switch up their marketing. Um, as far as their posters, like put Stark there, or put Thor there. Um, so I'm right. going to say no, but I don't definitively know. I never thought about that. But I would assume Disney would, if necessary, change it up, put Iron Man there or Hulk or, or, or someone else. Um, so it's not as patriotic and as American and shoving it in your face as it possibly right. could come off as. Um, but no, I've never thought about that. But I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna just say that. But it could it it could be something, pal. I I I ask you. Do you think that that plays a part? Um, in in maybe uh a little bit of a knock that they might have had overseas. It could be. I don't really know much about how uh, Avatar did. Um in the uh, overseas market, but um, from from what I could gather, at least for Endgame, it seemed it was pretty successful. Um, I think especially, you know, like when they were going on their on their tour um, in China, they did pretty well and had a lot yeah. of hype build up there. Um, I, like, like I said, like, you know, when Avatar originally came out, I um, – I didn't really pay much attention to it. I thought, I'm trying to remember how old I was. I was still in high school when that movie came out. So I wasn't like particularly interested in it because when I first um, heard about the movie, I felt, I thought more like a sci-fi kind of movie and I really wasn't into sci-fi unless it was Star Wars. So um, I didn't really pay much attention to it and I didn't really know how it played out overseas, but I don't know. I, I really I really can't tell you. Um, I am assuming it did pretty well, though. I mean, considering, I mean, you know, I don't know if we, um, you know, are going to mention it at one point, but, like, you know, there is a, a theme land in the Disney park dedicated to Avatar. So, like, I feel like it definitely made some sort of a worldwide impact where um, and maybe people were able to relate to it a lot more than maybe a superhero movie. I don't know. I always thought that superhero movies end up doing really well overseas, though, just because even though there might be a language barrier, the theme is pretty universal. Um, I, I don't know. I, I really can't say for sure. Yeah, I, I would go on the side of it, it's it's universal. Um, it just has to be good. Because we know it didn't, Shazam didn't do very well overseas. Um, but right. I think the biggest issue that movie had was that it lacked star power. And that was the biggest issue I had with Zachary Levi being casted was that if you didn't have, that's why I said, I kind of wish, you know, this is revisionist history, um, Monday morning quarterback. But if you Mm -hmm. didn't have such an issue with the Cavill situation, you should have followed the the script of um, Superman and Shazam, the animated movie, where it was Superman and Shazam versus Black Adam. That should have been your first movie. Because once you establish Zachary Levi as, as Shazam and he's surrounded by that star power, you know what your sequel could have been? Exactly what your first movie was. 
and it, it wouldn't have really taken a hit because by then people would have been like, we, we know this guy is, we've seen the first one. Okay. This is our Shazam. But I think um, when you casted him, I, I don't think you should have expected people overseas to be Chuck fans. Like how else do they know Zachary <laughs> Levi? Like Tangled, Chuck, like, I don't think those are universal shows or movies um, that push that guy's needle forward for people overseas to go, yeah, I know who that guy is. Um, and it's also a character that, honestly, outside of the New 52, isn't really used that often in, in the Justice League. Um, he's not a, an original Justice League, um, part of the original uh, seven or the original six. So a, a lot worked against you. And I think the lack of star power, even when the kids transformed, there was no huge star power from that. And I'm just like, oh, goodness gracious. Like, you know how in, in, in hip hop you have underground rappers? Like, legit, um, what's his name? The director went out and just casted underground actors, like actors that <laughs> you watch TV shows or if you saw a Medea movie once, like, you might have known some of these people. But outside of that, they don't have a universal pull. Henry Cavill does because not only is he Superman, I'm pretty sure people have seen other uh, Superman movies he was in, like Man of Steel or BVS. Um, uh, or Justice League. So it's like they've seen him a few times to warm up to That's My Superman. Overseas, I'm pretty sure people know who The Rock is, whether it was from him wrestling or some of, as Tia would say, his bad acting. I agree with you, Tia. Um, people know who The Rock, uh, who the Rock is. But I think when you do a movie like Shazam and you don't have any star power, you're kind of uh, now depending on your U.S. market to drive home the sales because the overseas around I've never seen Chuck like I've never seen an episode of it I don't know who this guy is um and if you did see Chuck you would never assume that guy would be your Shazam um so it just it it, it worked against themselves um so the overseas market is huge it, it, it really is and I don't I, I don't think people talk about it enough uh when they mention the I was gonna say the stock market the box office um, is how important the overseas market is because if you can make it there, U- United States is, is is not an issue. They just we clamor over here. We just clamor to whatever is is the you know whatever's hyped. Um, over there, they're like, no, no, no. You have to be good. Like you can't just like hype me. Like it has to be a good movie. Um, hey, Dewan. Yeah. So I just read that um, Avatar crossed the one one billion dollar mark on the 19th day of its international release so if that tells you yeah. anything um yeah I, it, that's pretty impressive i don't know how long it took end game uh, it's, it's like, like I, 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 I can't think of it right now yeah i i don't think it it, it didn't take Endgame nearly as long compared to avatar no no yeah. it, it couldn't have because it made bananas money in its first opening weekend um, right. Because I remember saying, like, God, if it made that in its opening weekend, who's it going to make two weeks from now? <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's what, insane. So that's I remember. I made $357 Go ahead. Go ahead, AJ. I said it made, um, I think it made uh, $357 million opening weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm looking it, at the box office like, right now. Yeah. It seemed like it was on its way to prob- possibly shattering Avatar, and then it just That's it cooled thought. down. Yeah, it yeah. cooled down. 
It definitely cooled down. But I will say, maybe Feige is moving too fast with this re-release. I think it, maybe if he did it after Spider-Man, um, it, it could have done more. Uh, but again, he gets paid the big bucks to make to know these things, and I'm here getting paid nothing to comment on those things. So I would trust him over me any day. Um, yeah. but, I mean, it, it's it, it's to be seen, but if 40 million is what it needs to hit, I don't see it getting. Do you, do you honestly think? Do you honestly think he really cares about that about breaking that record? Or does he just yes. want to show the um, show the cameo for Stan? Not um, the cameo, but the end credit scene. Since it's, it's it's technically not a re-release, that's still out in theaters. Well, look, here's why he definitely cares of, about the money. Um, is because everything he's doing could have just easily been on on the uh, the Blu-ray release uh, or, or the yeah. digital release, like when a DVD came out. Nothing he's doing because nothing he's showing is like game changing. Like the, the end credit scene that he's talking about, I can guarantee you isn't scrolls. It isn't uh Wolverine popping out of a portal. It isn't the defender <laughs> showing up saying, what did I miss? It, it's, it's not, it's not game changing. It's not earth shattering. It, it's not needle pushing. It, it'll probably be something that that's a waste of the $15 you just spent to see whatever that, that was. So that's why I know he's doing it because I tell you this, if he came out and said, we have additional footage and we have a all new end credit scene. And when, you know, someone asked him like, oh, well, you know, can you give us an idea of what it is? And his answer was, trust, all I can say is it'll be huge to what we're doing going forward. If he said something like that, that's worth the $15 to go see, you know, what it is. But I can guarantee you, because when this movie was filmed, they did not have the rights yet for any of these Fox characters. So it was illegal to film anything. Um, Fantastic Four-wise, X-Men-wise. Um, and I can guarantee you anything they're doing about the scrolls will be for movies after Endgame. Um, so I don't think it's anything earth-shattering. So if what he's showing us isn't game-changing, it's, it's because he wanted to make more money from this movie. Uh, I, I think maybe I'd even say this. Maybe he doesn't care, AJ. Disney does. Disney does. They care. They definitely care. Sure. Um, yeah. Because if, if the rumors are true and this movie was supposed to come out on digital the end of next month and then out on Blu-ray August 13th, um, if those rumors are true, then it's not too far away that you could have just shown all this on, on the, uh, the box set. So that's why I say it was he definitely cares about the money. I mean, think of, think of it like this. It's an accolade. You don't want to work, you know, if, if you're playing a sport, like if you're doing track, you don't want to work all year to get to this moment and you finish second. Like, yeah. no. Like if someone told you you could run the race again tomorrow, you'd run the race again tomorrow to try to get that, that, that number one uh, trophy. So it, it, it's definitely about that number one spot, 100%. Um, but uh, argue. Oh, sorry, bro. No, go ahead. But, uh, argue with that analogy. You need rest to be even stronger than you were before. So what I was, what I'm trying to figure out is, I guess why they wouldn't wait. Like Avatar waited a little bit to re-release their. But I guess either way they try to um, make the money. But what I'm trying to figure out is why they didn't wait a little bit, like at least a year or. 
a few months after it actually like came got out of the theaters. That way they can still make money in the box office. I guess they figured strike while the iron's hot. Um, I I can't speak to the, to that logic, but I mean, again, that should tell you it does speak to them wanting to hit that record. I mean, they're not waiting. They're they're let's 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 move while we got it. Let's move while we got it. Um, and we'll see if that proves to be a mistake or if it proves to work in their favor. Um, because I either they, way, uh, go ahead. I think uh, like what he what AJ saying is like I saw. Avatar, they re-released theirs the summer of 2010. If Marvel could have, in the, the MCU, they, they could have easily waited till November, and if they're going to do, like, a Stanley tribute to do, like, the, the anniversary of his death, they could have easily done it then and do the tribute, and then it would have brought... And, and it, it, it might seem kind of a weird thing, but if you're going to do this big tribute, at least do it around the time when the guy who built it all, you know, passed. I kind of felt like they had – does anyone remember when he passed away? God rest his soul. Does anyone remember? Just the mm-hmm. month. I don't need the exact date. The, the November. Month. November? November. I, I yeah. kind of feel like if your movie came out in May, May or June, May. If your movie came out in May, you kind of had enough time to put together um, a package and, and kind of loop it in oh, to, the, uh, to sure. the movie. <laughs> so, I mean, again, are you paying $15 to see this tribute? Because I can guarantee you nothing else of this movie is, is, is again, brand spanking new or something that right, makes right. the movie feel different. So it, it, right. it, it's, it's risky because it, it takes a diehard fan. Like, I think they said there's a fan out there that saw the movie 110 times. I'm like, does he know it's three hours each time? Like, who, <laughs> who has that much time? <laughs> That's insane. Um, God, God bless him. But um, no, I, l- l- let me ask this. Let me ask this. Let me ask this. Uh, Pal, I'm actually going to go back to you. Um, you've now seen Endgame, probably more than once, right? You say you saw it more than once? I've seen it twice, yes. Yeah. Seen it twice? Okay. So let me ask you this. Where it finished, um, you, you know, the, the way you left that movie, the way it uh, finished in the box office, do does it make sense to you that it finished in second? Because do you see Avatar as a better movie than Endgame? Only base it off of the movie itself, not the history of it, not the 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 building that it that it went through. Um, just purely movie versus movie. Do you think Endgame was a better movie than than Avatar? Oh man. Honest, that's really a hard question to answer just because, I mean, even when you think of it subjectively, like, it's it's just two completely different movies, especially when you look at the kind of audience that's targeting, uh, you know, if you're just looking at just those movies, not looking at the history of James Cameron, the history of Marvel, um, if you're just looking at those two movies individually and versus comparing each other, I I really don't know. So I will say, the movie that had the most emotional impact on me, you know, in a happy way, sad way, you know, mind-blowing kind of way, it, it was Avengers Endgame, without a doubt in my mind. I will say that movie gave me the best movie theater experience that I've ever had, period, in my entire life. I, I can say that without a doubt in my mind, confidently, um, no questions about it. 
Um, unfortunately, I can't say the same for Avatar because I did not get the chance to watch it in theater. So I really, it's a really unfair comparison in that sort of sense. I'm a little biased because of that. But I think I can agree with, uh, gosh, see, and I also don't want to make you mad, Jalon, but I do think that <laughs> Avatar may be the the better movie when you just think of the the visual story storytelling aspect of it. Um, I do think it was it, it was an original movie, you know. Yes, it you know kind of gives us like these Pocahontas vibes. It kind of gives like a, a, it's it's a story that we've seen at least once or twice before. But I mean, I, you can't deny the fact that it's. I have not been able to see any other movie recreate what James Cameron has done, and I will give that movie a lot of respect for that. Um, and I think that's the reason why I would pick Avatar as the better movie, just from like you know, just the filmmaking side of it. Like it was a really, really original idea. Um, something that has never been done before. We, we, we repeat that over and over again uh, throughout this podcast. Um, and, it, you know, the rewatchability of it. I mean, people are still watching it 10 years later. And I think that really um, allows it to be the great movie that, you know, you know quote-unquote great movie that a lot of people claim it to be. But, again, back to Avengers Endgame. I just – I've never seen any movie – like, I've, I've seen movies and I've gotten excited about it. I – maybe squeal with joy or, you know, I'm a blubbering mess at the end of the movie. But, like, ending was just unlike anything that I've ever experienced. Like, I've said it in a previous podcast when we were talking about Avengers Endgame um, and, like, our reactions to it. Um, it, it to me, that was, like, my Star Wars, uh, especially my um, uh, uh, an Empire Strikes Back moment where, um, it, you know, Infinity War was definitely that, but then uh, Endgame was that, but like ten times more because you've gotten you 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 had like so many moments where it really paid off all that investment that you had throughout the um, ten eleven years of movie watching that you've invested in for uh, for Marvel, and I, that's why I'm kind of split in the middle for different reasons. Um, I can vouch for each movie. But if we're just going to say from an emotional aspect, like, I have to give it to Avengers Endgame. Like, I think that movie definitely earns to, you know, at least try to win the number one spot. If it doesn't, I, I'm glad that if any move, if it loses to any movie, at least it's Avatar and not something like, you know, like Shazam. Like, I know you mentioned that before. And at least it's not losing to something Shazam. Yeah, if Avatar, I mean, not Avatar, if Avengers was losing to Shazam, I, I think we'd have a whole nother problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, AJ, I, I guess I ask you the same thing. Um, do you feel as though Avatar was a better movie than Avengers Endgame if you strip away all of the legacy of it, all of the, the world building of it, just movie to movie? Um, do you think Avatar was a better movie than Avengers Endgame? Uh, that's hard for me to say because it's been what ten years since I watched Avatar. Uh, uh, I guess tech um technical wise, I would say that. God, I have no idea. Get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, no problem. Get back to me. 
No problem. Uh, Tia, I'll I ask, ask you this question. Not the same question, because I kind of feel like I know Team, uh, team Avengers' uh, thoughts on, <laughs> on what movie was better. Um, so i ask you a different question. And, and this question is, um, you, you look at a movie like Avengers Endgame. Uh, do you think it being three hours um, was to its detriment, or do you just think maybe, as Dom was alluding to earlier, we're in a time where people can watch it from the comfort of their homes. We do not support that, by the way. But people can watch it from the comfort of their homes through stream, uh, not streaming services, through um, you know, uh, pirated movie sites and stuff like that. What do you think played into Avengers Endgame not shattering the box office and taking that number one spot? I know that this is something that was spoken about often in many podcasts of ours, but I never minded the idea that it was three hours. I was like, yeah, make it four hours. I need all of it. Um, That never bothered me. I'm pretty sure The Dark Knight Rises was like, not The Dark Knight Rises, I'm sorry, The Dark Knight was like three hours. And then um, uh, there's been movies in the past, like this is really old, but there's this movie called It's a Mad, 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 Mad World that was like three hours freaking long or something like that. And I used to watch that when I was younger with my grandparents. Like, I don't mind the fact that I'm sitting there for three hours when it's a good freaking movie. And the fact that it was, you know, the end of this massive saga and that this was going to be the last time we saw a lot of these characters, there was no point of that I was like, oh, my God, freaking out. I just thought, you know what, I'm just not going to drink anything before the movie, and I'll be fine, and I'll just sit there, and I'll be good. Um, so that was really, uh, to me, if I guess that there's people, like you said, are going to have a problem sitting there for three hours and committing for three hours. To me, it didn't matter. It went by really fast. Um, I did also want to touch upon some of the things, like, the question that you asked a little earlier, right, to others, like, you know, what's the better movie or something, I will say Endgame worked because it was the accumulation of all these things that we've seen in the past. Because I think I said I went to go see Endgame the second time, and there was literally someone, a couple behind me, where the guy turns to the girl and goes, I know you've never seen a Marvel movie, but it's okay. I'll, I'll explain as we go. And I was like, no. You cannot explain as you go. That's not how this works. So Endgame, you know, uh, works because it was the final. That's like a book. And you there's three books, but you decide to start with the first one. I mean, not start. You're going to start with the third one, right? It's not going to work. you got to have seen and read what came beforehand. I, I will say I don't. I will say that depends, and here's why I say that depends. If you're telling me, like, I just heard people, you know, hyping up this movie. I just want to see what it's about. Um, go see it, you know. Go see it if you just want to be entertained. But if you want to see the movie and understand what you're watching, um, then you have to go. <laughs> you just have to go, um, you know, go go see the other movies that came before it, but... I definitely heard Aziz Ansari, um, the comedian, say he never saw Saul. Um, so what he did was he went on Wikipedia, saw the description of Saul, and then saw the um, the in, what happened at the end of the movie on YouTube. 
and felt as though he completely understood that movie. And to be fair with you, that's kind of really all you have to do to understand that Saw movie, just what it's about. And then when you see the ending, it'll shock you the same as it shocked everyone who sat through that entire movie. Um, so yeah, sure. When you watch Endgame and you look around and people are crying, you won't understand it because you're like, who cares? The guy in a robot uh, suit died. Like, whatever. <laughs> he saved the day. Like, no, to us, it's the guy we've seen for 10, 10 plus years just gone. Um, so it hurts us. But if you're just like casual watchers can still enjoy a movie like that um, just for the spectacle of it. Excuse me. Um, but if you truly want to understand what you're watching, like if someone came to me and was like, yo, I just went to the theaters to see John Wick 3. And I'm like, yo, dope trilogy, right? And he's like, I hadn't seen the first two. I wouldn't tell him like, what are you, an idiot? I would say, well, did you enjoy it? And if they said, yeah, I would go, all right, then it, it did its job for you. Um, but if you tell me you didn't understand it, I would say, well, you're an idiot. Of course you didn't. Go see the first two. Um, so it all depends on the person. So if you go in there and you enjoy it because you enjoy the spectacle, the brightness, the the fight scenes, the the story, um, then good. But you then can't complain. I didn't get any of it. Yeah, I mean, duh. there's like 30 movies you needed to see before this. <laughs> but go ahead, Sam. I sorry. mean, I, I I was gonna say I I do get that. Um, I'm just saying that it made sense. Like I saw the second Pirates of the Caribbean before I ever saw the first one. And I still felt like I was pretty much caught up with everything except for, like, the end when uh, Captain Barbosa showed up. And I was like, why is everyone freaking out about this guy? He just came in and everything. So, you know, I mean, you can still see it to be entertained and to enjoy everything. Um, but I just think that you're not going to have the emotional, like, attachment that, you know, you would obviously have if you seen all these freaking movies over the past 10 years oh no i completely agree with you it just I, like i like i was saying you know you just can't complain about it um don't tell me like oh i don't get it because then i i, I want to slap you in your in your face like of course you don't get it you've only seen this marvel movie and there's been like four yeah duh of course you don't understand what's going on but like i said it all depends on the person um but yeah i mean i i think it happens a lot I think it happens a lot um, because the first movie comes out. Maybe people don't, um, you know, hype it as much as maybe it should be. Um, the second one comes out. Maybe it's not as good as the first one. Then the third one comes out and people will definitely like, oh, my God. Like, for example, John Wick, the first one. Great. That's a classic film. Second one, eh, good. The third one, freaking amazing. So, like, if I told someone how great John Wick 3 is and they decided to go see it without seeing the first two, I think they could enjoy it, um, you know, just for what it is. But there are certain parts that, like, will come across and people will start freaking out and you're sitting there scratching your head. And it's like, well, yeah, you know why you're, you're confused. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what else I wanted to, to ask you guys. I think we've pretty much gone over everything. I think the biggest thing I wanted to touch on is, excuse me, for Team Avatar, pal, I'll start with you. Do you think, because James Cameron seemingly wants to make um, at least a trilogy, possibly more, from this Avatar franchise, but if I know James Cameron, I don't think he's going to, like, if he takes as long as he's taken to make the first one, 
and then now to make the second one, I don't see us getting maybe more than three um, in his lifetime. Because it's just like, it's you take 10 years, man, to make these movies. Like, you can't just keep I doing he was doing. I thought he was doing three of them back to back. Three of them back to back. I can ahead, look it up ahead. right now. Hold on one second. Uh, yeah. While you guys are talking, I, I'll look it up real quick. Yeah, if if he's there's no way he's doing three back to back. There's no way. What's her name? Okay. Has the film Guardians. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. I got it here. So um, Avatar two, so far, um, it's supposed to be coming out in 2021. Avatar three will be coming out in 2023. Avatar four will be coming out in 2024. So, yeah, in a way, essentially, that's kind of back-to-back. Um, at least it's not, like, years apart, decades apart, actually, um, compared to what we're getting with the second Avatar movie. Uh, the second Avatar movie, it will literally be um, – uh, oh, gosh, I can't do math. It, it's going to be nearly um, – it, it's going to be, like, so such a long time since, since Avatar came out. We're going to have Avatar came out in 2009. Like it's yeah. like and like I can't do math right now in my head, but yeah, that's it's a gonna decade. be Oh my gosh, yeah. Like yeah, over a decade. Years. Yeah. Yeah, over a decade. Um, I can't wrap but my no, mind I, around that. That's like a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Especially because it took a decade for him to make the first one and then a decade uh to make the second one. But I, I will ask you this, uh pal, I'll start off with you. Um, do you think he can make a successful franchise um, with this Avatar property? And if so, do you see this being able to still financially um, be dominant with five movies? Like, do you think he could have a span of five movies being in the top 30 uh, box office? See, what I'm worried about is because it's been so long ago, I, I'm just worried that it may not be relevant anymore because it's just, it has been so long. It the the release date has been pushed back so many times, and I think at this point people are just kind of like tired of waiting. So, I, I think the hype will definitely need to be built up again, like it it did for when the first one was originally released. I think that's the only way that could help the movie because at this point, me personally, if you're asking me right now. Am I excited for Avatar 2? I would say, I mean, yeah, but at the same time, not really. It's not like on my, uh, I'm not like super, super on high alert about this movie's whereabouts and all that. So I, it just want, it's one of the things where like um, they really need to work on their marketing aspect of it, making sure that um, they're really, you know, getting the name out there and um, making people aware that, hey, yeah, this is actually happening. Trust me. It's it's officially happening. It's it's not going to be pushed back anymore, and yeah, um, that's I think the only way that it will be able to help it out with, um, especially since now they have that competition of streaming services. Especially now that there are super super high uh, movie ticket prices, especially if you want to watch it in IMAX, and even more so for IMAX 3D. Uh, they they really have a lot more writing up on them, and um, they're going to have to really uh they have to go all in for uh the marketing part of it because otherwise I don't think it will be as successful but I I might be wrong we'll see yeah i mean it, it it's a tall order <laughs> it's a tall order when yeah. your first movie 
broke all kinds of records, and now we're looking at the next four. It's it's tall order. Um, but AJ, mm-hmm. sa- same question. Do you see this? Can you see the next four movies being in the top thirty of of all time box office list, or even top twenty or top fifteen? I think so. Um, one of the things I always keep in mind is that this might be a dick, uh, a douche um, way to say it, but I think that opinions don't matter until the movie comes out, and the hype, no matter your expectations, it doesn't matter until we get that first confirmation and the trailer. So we we might say that we are not as excited for Avatar 2 or 3 or 4 right now, but once that trailer hits and that um, trailer and that first poster releases, then that's when everybody's going to get more excited. Just like um, Incredibles 2. It was like, what, 10 years since that, we finally got that, um, the trailer for that. And I guess nobody wanted it, per se, until they actually got that. And same for um, Matt Reeves' Batman. Yeah, we found out that he was writing and directing it, and then we just kept getting rumors and rumors saying he's still writing the script, and everybody started to get tired of um, hearing that. It was like, and people are saying that it's never going to happen. And then months later, we get um, the casting, we get we get more um, more confirmation, and then now everybody is is excited to see what they do with the Batman. So uh, once that trailer hits for Avatar 2, 3, 4, I feel like that my my um, I'll stay positive. And it actually has to do a lot with what the production value is going to be, um, the production budget is going to be for the three, the three um, Avatar movies as well. Yeah, well, we know this. We know that the budget is going to be um, as high as he possibly can get it. Um, so it's not going to be a, a middle to low budget film by any means. Um, whoever's producing it is definitely going to uh, have to shell out more money than what banks have. Um, so budget is is least of, of my concerns because it's going to be huge. Um, he's talking about the world being all underwater for the second. Like he's gonna be, he's gonna get really ridiculous in, in this movie. So the budget's gonna have to be pretty high. Um, yeah, the world will, build, the world building for Avatar is. I have no problem with that. I I think that James Cameron's gonna do a beautiful job with the world building and all of that. So that will get a lot a lot more people to revisit that story over and over again. So actually, I was, yeah, I'll say that. Um, Box office wise, it's still gonna do. It's still gonna do um, amazing, like the first Avatar did. Probably not on the same level, but like a, a billion to like five hundred million, somewhere around there. Mm, that that that's a tall order you're putting out there for them to uh, to live up to. But I like it. I like it. Um, Tia, I, I'll go to you. Do you see any of the next four Avatar movies finishing in the top thirty, top twenty of a uh, box office list? The all-time yeah, box mean, office list, sorry. I, it's the, sec- the second one is going to generate a lot of money, 
if it's actually like good and lives up to the first one, then I think they're on a good track to kind of steamroll into the other ones doing really, really successful. If the second one is worth the wait and James Cameron does his due diligence and the, uh, you know, the graphics are just outstanding, then I, I could see it. I could definitely see it. Um, especially on the level of then all the, uh, Avatar fans that popped up out of the woodwork kind of flowing into the movie theaters. It, it, it will do well. It will do really well. I will definitely say you guys have way more faith in this franchise going forward than I do. Um, but, Tom, uh, same question. Do you see these next four Avatar movies or any of the next four finishing in the top 30 or even if you think 20 or 15? Well... With me not having seen the first one, and I never really, nothing really called out to me to see the first one, which is why I still haven't watched it. I've seen bits and pieces of it. So if there's a lot of people like me, then probably not. But with the way that the hype is building for it already, I think it will be big, and I'll probably end up watching the first one so I can see the second one just to kind of see what the hype is about. Um, but with that being said, it has like a lot to, it's got to be really great for me to, uh, for me to go see a third or a fourth one. But I do think we're kind of forgetting the, the common variable or catalyst for both Endgame and Avatar, which is uh, Zoe Zaldana. So I think uh, with the reason why Avatar it, uh, is winning is because clearly they gave her more screen time. Uh, I haven't seen it, so I can't, you know, really attest to it. But if anything would have showed her more, then possibly, you know, they would have toppled it. Yeah, I, I'll say this: she is, um, she is on her way to becoming the female Samuel Jackson. Um, <laughs> we all know Samuel Jackson is the highest grossing actor. Um, he's been in Star Wars. He's been in Avengers. Um, he, he's been in a crap load of huge money-making films. Um, Zoe Zaldana has only been a part of, I'd say, to date, maybe four of those. And two of the movies she was a part of are number one and number two, all time uh, <laughs> in the box office. So <laughs> she's doing good. Oh, I thought someone was saying something. I'm sorry. Um, so she's doing pretty well for herself. Whoever her agent is uh, or whoever the casting directors are for um, Marvel and for uh, Avatar, very smart because, um, you know, she's the face of Avatar, uh, mainly because we've seen her more recently than we've seen, was it Sam, uh, what, is, what is his name? It's Sam something. God, this guy hasn't been working for so long. Sam Worthington, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, God, my goodness. They really tried to shut Sam down our throats. Um, with that, then I think Terminator was after that. Then um, uh, that uh, that Titans movie. Man, they were trying to make him a, a huge star. Did not work. Um, probably shouldn't have made his first three movies. Only two of them were, no, I'm sorry, only one of them was watchable out of the three of those. Um, but anyway, um, all right, so my last question before we start to wrap things up. I wish we had something I could go off topic on, but I don't really have anything this week. 
Um, scatterbrained. Uh, last thing I want to ask is, if you had to guess, Teal, what would you say is the height of the money you think uh, Endgame's re-release will, will garnish? Mm, $10 million at the most. I'm going to be generous there. I'm going to say $10 mm. million at the most. Okay. I like that. Dom, I'm going to go right back to you. What do you think? Yeah, mine's very similar. With it being so close and it's still being in theaters, I think 10 to $12 million is about, about as good as they're going to get. Fair enough. Pat, I'm going to go to you. What do you think? Pal? All right, we'll go right back to her. Um, hey, AJ, I'm sorry. Go- sorry, my Okay. <laughs> I forgot to mute myself. <laughs> no, you're um, good. I I would have to agree with everybody else. Um, I know that they're trying really hard at one last push to maybe knock off Avatar. I don't know if it'll be enough just because, I mean, in my area, Avengers is still in theaters. So it's not like um, it's completely unavailable for people to watch right now. So I I, I don't I I think they'll get them close, but I don't think it will totally get them to number one. Very 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 tall order. Um, very tall yeah. order. Uh, AJ, I'm trying to think. When when is it um supposed to re-release? This weekend. What comes out? Is it? It depends on what's Annabelle. coming out this weekend. I know Annabelle's okay, coming then out. And Forest Story none, just came none. out this past weekend, so. That's true. I'll probably say 15. 15? 15 million. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go around there. I'm going to say it's max is probably 20. Um, I just – I. I it it has the ability to make the money that it wants. It's just a matter of who, again, I told you guys the biggest thing is you have two types of people that are going to go see this. People who didn't get to see it before that are now going to go, go see it. Now they think they're, they're getting more out of their, their money. Um, or people who truly believe that uh, they're giving us a lot of extra content that's worth sitting to another three hours and paying another $15. Um so we'll see. We'll see, but it will make money. It definitely will make money. I don't think it'll make anywhere near what they're trying for it to, to hit. Um, but I'm going to individually go to you guys, see if you guys have any closing statements. If not, I think we had a, a, a hell of a show for tonight. Um, pal, I'm actually going to start with you. Uh, did you have any more closing statements or any other questions or anything else you wanted to, to add? No, not really. I mean, if people want to watch Avengers Endgame and, you know, keep supporting it towards the number one spot, go ahead. But I will also say there are other movies out there that could use some of that love as well for their box office run, so take that into consideration. No, absolutely, absolutely. Keep keep non-superhero movies alive, people, please. Yeah, Um, please. (laughs) AJ. Uh, I actually want to change my prediction to forty million. 
I'm going to be super optimistic about this. Also, I like it. I like it. Also, July 2nd, Far From Far From Home comes out, which is a Tuesday. Um, everybody should go see um, Midsummer, which is um, July 3rd. Uh, Lion King comes out July 19th, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood comes out the 26th. So, if you guys have nothing else to watch, just watch those. Yes, people out there. Superhero movies aren't the only ones that exist. Go out and support really good movies. But do not spend money to see Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, All right, anyway, uh, Dom, um, (laughs) what else did you want to add? Like we said before, uh, go to the theater to watch these movies. The experience is a lot better than, uh, you know, a shitty uh, pirated movie you might see with someone walking in front of the the recording or whatever it was. So uh, go see the movies in theaters. Uh, Annabelle, I saw a screen last week, and a review is coming out tomorrow. Uh, it's definitely worth uh, going to see. Um, and yeah, uh, and you'll you'll be able to hear my podcast. And I've been kind of waiting to do a right introduction into uh, the family. Uh, I, I didn't want to just jump into whatever you know me and my fellas talk about. So yeah, that will be coming very soon. Thank goodness, man. I've been waiting for forever. <laughs> Hurry up and, and send this over that podcast, man. Uh, no, definitely make sure you guys look out for that. And I will say to the, the pirated comment that you made, I'm not saying I was watching something uh, illegal, but you guys that record these movies, you got to make sure like you, you don't go see movies when parents have their kids crying. Like, come on now. <laughs> really? Come on. Do it right. Pick a time of the pick a time of the day where there's not a lot of people. Like I'm sick of seeing right. a guy walk by with his popcorn and then like has to pee often, so he's getting up thirty times. Like you guys just gotta do better. All right. It's not good enough that you're giving us something that we shouldn't even have. But just do a better job. Be a professional, okay? All right. Just be a professional about it. Jeez. Again, not saying I watch any of this stuff, but you know. <laughs> see ya. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add? Um, no, I think that we covered all of it. I think we had an awesome talk today. And, um, yeah, uh, there's some really good bootlegs out there. Just saying, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to edit that out. But, yes, <laughs> go to the movie theaters is what Tia said. Her phone broke up. Go to the movie theaters, people. Um <laughs> Yes, I will say I'm completely podcasted out. Um, three, I've found out is my max. Um, but no, make sure you guys check out our episode of Top 10, um, where we broke down top 10 best uh, movies based off of a true story. Geek Vibes Vibes today, we broke down so much. And very proudly, there was four of us, and we got through all of our topics. For anyone who doesn't listen to Geek Vibes Live on a regular basis, that is very rare. Um, and you can tell if we got past all of our topics because I put the topics in the in the info or the description of the episode. So you can literally listen through and go, nope, they definitely like Juwan and Nick talk for two hours straight and only talk about three things. There's like eight things on this list. So very proud of us that we got through it all. And of course, tonight's episode, but stay tuned for Monday Suck. 
tomorrow. Um, Full Court Press on Tuesday. Wrestling Geeks Alliance on Wednesday. Another episode of Full Court Press Thursday. And then Geeks Against the Grain will be there sometime between Friday and Sunday. Um, but if no one else has anything else, that's a wrap. Um, it'll be fun to see if Avengers Endgame with its re-release can do what we um, thought they would have done <laughs> during its actual theatrical release. Um, but, you know, here's to Kevin Feige being the genius that he is, and maybe this will work, and we'll look like fools for doubting them. Um, but outside of that, that's all we got. We'll see you guys same time, same place next week. Peace. Peace. That's all, folks.